outside and have a cigarette in there. Yeah, it makes it all fun. Like when you go to Rome, you have spaghetti. Hey, it's me, we were just talking, relax. And, uh, and he don't want nothing to do with me. And I was just walking around in the snow like Edgar Allan Poe, right? I was hanging out with my mom. Okay. Yeah, what a good dude. You got another one? Definitely. Hello and welcome back to Getting Buff, the podcast that I make so that Shia LaBeouf will hang out with me. Today I'm joined by Ethan Sumner, who's a real expert on the movie that we're talking about today, Charlie Countryman, because he hosts his own podcast, Romanian Viagra, where he talks about movies that feature Romanian Viagra, much like in Charlie Countryman. Hi, Ethan. Hi. How are you? I'm well. I'm happy to be talking to you about Charlie Countryman. Boy, am I excited. You asked me earlier why I'm, I'm wearing shorts, and it's because I went to the bar last night, and um, I was, like, pretty depressed, and so I got really drunk, and uh, then today I shit my pants, and uh, I had to change, these shorts are in my car, mm-hmm. so I had to change into them. Those it, things happen. Yeah. Next time you'll bring a pair of pants. <laughs> yeah, for your yeah. Plan. Well, I didn't anticipate it. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, I wanted to talk to you, too, about... I, I, I was running late because I fell asleep uh, before I came here. And I stopped at the store to get water. And the, the I couldn't pay for my stuff because the cashier was too busy talking to this girl about her shitty boyfriend. And she just <laughs> was being like, you are the main character in your story. Everyone else is side characters. You need to just live for you. And I was just like, bro, I'm just trying to get water. (laughs) Like, let me get the fuck out of here. I'll be a side character outside in my car. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Sounds like she was playing a role. Yeah. Of antagonist. (laughs) Protagonist. She's a pro at it. She, I think the cashier, the cashier is the antagonist in my story because she would not stop talking. But so anyway, we're talking about Charlie Countryman today. Um, do you wanna do you wanna just recap the plot? Yeah, I would love to. Um, the movie starts out it's pretty abrupt, honestly, kind of heart wrenching. Um, yeah, so it basically starts out just drops you right into Shia's life, no background knowledge of it at all, who he is, what his name is. Besides, you know you're watching a movie called Charlie Countryman. His name's probably Charlie Countryman, and it is. And so, his mother is not doing well. He wakes up to his stepfather being like, let's go, it's time. And then all of a sudden they're at the hospital, they just unplug her machine in front of him, and he is obviously going through a lot at the time, goes out into the hallway. His mother is passed away, but is all of a sudden sitting next to him, and totally fine, looking great. As ever. Okay, and... I want to I want to chime in here for a second. Yeah. It, I just felt like the stepdad being like, "You want to drink some of this Zambuca with me on the way That's to the I hospital?" Was, was like 
really fucking weird. And he gave him a pill, right? There was, like, some pill he had. Yeah, and then he just has a bottle of pills, too, that he's taking yeah. later on in the movie that they don't really talk about. Um, and then, so the mom passes away. They unplug the machine. And you see, like, what I assume is supposed to be her spirit come out of her mouth. Right, but and it's hard to tell. Yeah, and it's just, like, this thing floating around. And then she's she's there, just, like, chilling with him, being like, hey, what's up? Uh, it's... At that point in the movie, it's very hard to tell what is reality and what's like a a quick dream, you know? Yeah. Or a quick plot, like, and then it just surprises you with what reality is. But it was all, yeah, I, I really don't know because they didn't explain that Shia LaBeouf could talk to spirits. So but they he don't. certainly did. And we'll, I mean, we'll get to it in a second where um, he talks to another, he talks to one more spirit. Um,. But so when his mom dies, she tells him to go to Bucharest, and he's like, I guess that's what I'm going to do. But throughout the remainder of the movie, him being able to talk to ghosts, pretty irrelevant. Yeah, oddly enough. It's literally (laughs) just a plot device for him to have a reason to go to Bucharest, which, do we know where Bucharest is? Does anyone have any... Probably like Ukraine. It's Eastern Europe. It yeah. looks like a fucking shithole. <laughs> Sorry, Eastern Europe. I, uh, probably probably not far from Budapest. B u c h a r e s t. This is not there's quality content. Is there? I believe there's two. We're finding it. Romania. Romania. Oh yeah, because they're the capital of Romania. It is the cap. So it should be well known. Yeah. Makes sense. Victor is Romanian. Yeah, was also all flying. the characters are Romanian. That <laughs> makes sense I now. did not think of that. Weird. Um, it all comes. You together. should know this as the host of Romanian Viagra, your podcast. Hey, you I never went to Bucharest. Yes, Dylan announced it at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah. We've yeah, all just found out. You don't listen to Romanian Viagra hosted by Ethan Sumner? That's where I get all the free Viagra. <laughs> the Romanian from Romania. Viagra. Why you always have a boner? Yeah. <laughs> Non-stop boners. <laughs> <laughs> so, so his, mo- his mom dies, and he talks to her. Yeah. Uh, and she tells him to go to Bucharest. Then he goes to his ex-girlfriend's house, played by uh, Aubrey Plaza, um, and she's got, like, a man over, and the man comes out wearing only a blanket and calls Shia LaBeouf an asshole. And then walks away. Um, and then he tells her his mom died. She hugs him and is like, I'm going to Bucharest. And she's like, you should go to Budapest. It's a lot nicer. And he's like, no, my mo- mom ghost told me to do this. That is the only time we'll see that character in the movie. I think it was just a device to be like, oh, he's got nothing here to stay for. And I don't know if I'm spoiling something that we could bring up later down the line that would be way better, but I feel like it's the right time to mention that his mom did not mean to say Bucharest. She yeah, meant we, to say go to Budapest. We find out at yeah, the end of the movie. Bucharest, and I was like, Budapest? Everyone <laughs> thinks that. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I think he could have even taken, not her word for it, but been like, I think she meant Budapest. It's not. Serious? It's not supposed to be funny. Um, it's kind of funny. There's, there's funny parts. Funny. Yeah, there's some comedic uh, aspects of it. But it is funny that he's like, 
oh, my mom's a ghost, so now she just, like, knows everything and, like, that I should go to this place. But, like, she's still just completely, like, a fallible, you know, person. And so, yeah, we do find out that she meant to go to Budapest. And there is no in-between scenes of Shia having to figure out his life for this trip. He's just on <laughs> He's, the yeah, fucking plane. I'm on the plane, yeah. I, well, I did think about that. Like, he probably got some life insurance money or something, so now he's got, like, right. walking around Romania money. Yeah. So he gets on the plane after telling his ex-girlfriend that his mom died, which is just a really inappropriate situation. I know you probably want someone to talk to, but maybe not that person. So he gets on the plane where he meets Victor, who is an older Romanian man, and uh, they hit it off. They're buddies. Shia doesn't seem to really want to talk to him at first. I did like the dialogue for that where he's just like talking to him and then Shia puts the headphones back in and the mm-hmm. dude's just like, oh, you don't want to talk to me? He's like, no, I just didn't know if you were still talking. He's like, yeah, it's very human. It's yeah, just like, it felt honest. Everyone knows that. Yeah. yeah, so I really liked that. But uh, Victor shows Shia a silly hat that he's getting for his daughter. And, uh, you know, they're having a good old time and then they fall asleep and Shia wakes up and they're, they had, you know, both fallen asleep on each other. But we quickly learn that Victor has died. Um, and then the man is cold. He's a cold, he's a cold boy. And Shia... He gave Shia the cold shoulder <laughs> by sleeping on his shoulder, dead. Yeah, he drools on him, too. Yeah. Um, they definitely take death a little less, like, human anatomy um, and a little more movie in this in regard. Because when you die, you shit yourself. Yeah. And uh, nobody was concerned about Poopy Pee Pee Man. Cause, uh, Unless he had just gone. Yeah. And it, it's not built up yet. Well, I think it comes pretty... Oh, they had was champagne. They had some champagne. Yeah. It they didn't had... show if they got any hors d'oeuvres or anything. No, they might have had some peanuts. But um, he calls the flight attendant over, and she's just like, Listen, you gotta chill out. I'm sorry there's a dead guy next to you, but I don't, ha- I don't know what to tell you. Just, like, deal with it. So he starts taking some pills... And then what happens next? Never mind. His mother had just died, and that's why he's going on this yeah. trip. And then Victor <laughs> has the audacity to die right on him. Yeah, pretty rude. After, like, making his day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he like, turns around. finally finds, like, one little ray of sunshine and hope. And then the My guy... silver cloud just yeah. died on him. <laughs> yeah, he had already experienced, like, plenty of trauma. Didn't really need that. Um, and he... Yeah, so then... All of a sudden, while waiting for the flight attendant to come back to decide what they're going to do for Shia in this situation, Victor starts talking to him from under the goddamn blanket she put over him. (laughs) And so he's basically like, you need to give my daughter that hat that I had showed you that I was going to give to her. Because nobody else knows. It's not like he has a note in the hat in case he died. Yeah. So, like, she wouldn't have gotten that. And then, so Shia, being the nice guy, collects the hat, ready to give, like, go on this Romanian adventure to find Victor's daughter. Just a quick side note again. We're about 20 minutes into the movie at this point. Shia has talked to two ghosts now. And then, for this two-hour-long movie, will not speak to a single other ghost. And people die. A ton of people die. And None he, of them spoke out. Yeah, and he's just totally cool with it. Um, <clears throat> that, and they don't really, they don't address it again. And so the, I, 
that kind of bothered me. But anyway. Unless they thought it was just irrelevant at that point. They're like, look, you understand he can talk to ghosts. We don't need to show you any more conversations. These what? are the two important conversations he had with ghosts. Like, what would have been really interesting, I think. Much like they don't show him quitting his job or doing going to the bank <laughs> to collect his money. Yeah, he literally doesn't even, like, bring a bag. Yeah, he just yeah. shows up in the clothes he's wearing. It would have been... I expected them to do something like, it turns out that, like... Gabby is a ghost or something, but no, we're not. Right. We don't see another ghost for the rest of the two-hour movie. After the two we see in the first twenty minutes, and so now it's time to bring up Gabby. Now that you have too. Well, I do want before before we get to Gabby. Kind of for no reason, maybe to just make you understand that like Romania is like not like America. He's like, oh shit, the hat. It falls on the ground outside. And he picks it up and then just is immediately tased by security guards <laughs> and, like, gets his ass kicked and gets questioned. And the guy questioning him is just like, what do you fucking talk to ghosts? How do you know to get this hat? What are you doing? Like, what's your fucking deal? And then they're just like, all right, never mind. You can leave. So really no purpose to any of that except yeah. to accuse him of talking to ghosts, which he won't do again. <laughs> At all. I think maybe they scared him out of it. Yeah, he realized like, that wasn't such a good idea. Talking. Not because you shouldn't talk to ghosts <laughs> in the paranormal aspect. He's just like, I do not want to get beat up by a Romanian <laughs> security guard. Well, th- he wasn't even jacked. He was just, he had that voice. Yeah. Yeah, he that guy was him. not intimidating at all. But um, it didn't work because he doesn't talk to any more ghosts, but will get beat up. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't get tased again, though, so I guess no, he learned he, not to go too far with the wrong yeah. person. You know? <laughs> so then... I would reveal something alarming that does happen to him, but... Oh, we'll, get, we'll, yeah, get, yeah, there. we'll get there. So, then he meets Gabby. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so that's Victor's daughter, ready to, you know, meet her endearing father who is such a good guy. Super good guy. Very, he loves her a lot. Got a little monkey hat for her. That's what, It was a monkey, right? Yeah, it looks like a monkey, and then it's got, like, the uh, straws, because you could put, like, beers on the oh, sides yeah, or whatever. Oh, yeah, novelty. Novelty yeah. monkey hat. Yeah, yeah, he's got those everywhere. But not in Romania. So he was bringing it back. So Shia basically... I mean, this movie happens so quick. Everything is very straight to the point. There's not much mystery involved. He walks into the airport after his little confrontation and basically looks over the moment the guard is handing the daughter the hat. So he's like, oh, that's Gabby, Victor's daughter, and she's crying. Let me go console her. He was just doing the same thing the day before, or possibly an hour before. Yeah. (laughs) It seemed that way. But, yeah. It seems to be working out, him consoling her. So, yeah, he starts talking to her. I, so, I might be misremembering, but for the rest of the movie, they call her. he calls her Gabby, and, and other people call her Gabby as well, but she definitely introduces herself as Gabriella, and is not like, True. my nickname is Gabby, and you could totally call me that. Well, I guess she was probably being like, that's the name Victor gave me anyway. Well, Don't does call she? Don't Gabby. Does Victor she? called me Gabriella. No, but he called her Gabby. Oh, I'm just trying okay. to be a... yeah. I'm just trying to get all sentimental. And so he gives her his shirt because her dad drooled on it. And so she can just smell it whenever she wants to. The Uh, drool. 
I don't think Jarul has much of a sin, but I get it. Yeah, well, and he had his he, head, like, rested on, true. He was on the like shirt and stuff. I think it would yeah. still smell more like Shia. I don't know how the science behind scents. Yeah, she was probably just like, oh, my God, I, I will remember you because you smell so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you're Shia LaBeouf, so, like, so what, what like uh, your shirt. Where do we go from there? <clears throat> um... Yeah, I mean, basically, the movie just ends after that. That's it. Credits. <laughs> That's it. Roll yeah. credit. Oh, right. So he's, like, in a cab or whatever. And she's trying to follow the ambulance, which is bringing the her dad's body to the hospital or the morgue. But the ambulance is, like, driving, like, a bunch of nutcases, even though they don't... It's no rush. He's already dead. Yeah. But then it just cuts to them, and the, the ambulance drivers are just, like, smoking weed. And then, so she loses the ambulance, and it's just, like, pulled over crying. Which, I don't think they show the outside of the ambulance first, either. So you're just all of a sudden in this car shot. You don't know it's an ambulance. Except that they're wearing uniforms. Yeah. Well, I did, I think, I think you, it meant to show them, like, them driving, s- like, lunatics. I thought it was after they smoked weed. It just, like, cuts to them smoking weed. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell is going on? Who are these guys? <laughs> and almost immediately... Well, I'll I'll let you tell this one. I pulled the monkey hat part. Oh, I was just yeah. So I was gonna say like, it doesn't show her pull over, but you hear like tire screeching. So he's like, "Let me out!" And then he runs to her car, uh, and it's just like, "Let me drive!" And like, really kind of inappropriate and unnecessary. Like, your dad yeah. died. Maybe I should drive your car. He gets in it and then can't drive standard. Random forest. <laughs> yeah, it's just like really rude and it, like insensitive. <laughs> just like, listen, first day in Romania, I'm calling the shots. I met you because I sat next to your dad while he died. Now your dad has died and you're following the ambulance. I should drive your car. Listen, I know I knew your dad for about 10 minutes, but you're pretty hot. So I'm gonna like force myself into your life. He was basically like, we should we should do this. Yeah. And she was like, we should. And he's like, yeah, we should do this. If that happens to me the day that my parents die, I don't know what I would do. I'd fight. I think I would probably just believe them and be like, okay, you yeah, think drive, drive my car. Yeah, yeah I idea. guess that's the deal. Destiny works like that, right? To Shia, it does. Yeah. Love you, Shia. That's kind of like, yeah, love you. Oh. Um... <laughs> That's kind of a, I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about that one. It's a bold move. And it's maybe... when you first know when that he's like, he does a little bit too much. That's yeah. your first clue. Yeah. Where he... you're like, you overstep bounds, don't <laughs> yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I would say that the first clue is like him going to his clearly ex-girlfriend's house to be like, you need to console me because I'm sad now. It's just like, that's not her job. You, like, Oh, you're with this guy? Like, implying that they were friends. He knows him. And then the kid's just like, fuck you. Yeah, like, yeah maybe he did deserve that. I don't know. Because we don't know Shia in this movie. Yeah, he might be like a real piece of shit. And he was kind of doing nothing but getting in other people's business <laughs> with having no original plan anyway. Yeah, he's just like, oh, my ghost mom told me to come here so i guess i need to like stop criminals and like marry this romanian guess woman. what i just met you and your father just died but i love you yeah. i'm gonna follow you so that's another thing that i Romania. see in movies a lot where it's like he's like oh i'm in love with this person it's like aside from the fact that she plays cello you don't know anything about her 
you met her dad for 10 minutes and you've hung out with her for a very brief period of time where you mostly get yelled at and like drive a car you don't love this person you're just like a tourist and like caught up in the moment it's all uh, you know i think so spoiler if you guys haven't seen the movie stop the podcast right now and watch the movie um they you know it, it ends it ends well shia and gets the girl but it's yeah. like you know what if they just like break up in a month or something like you went through all that and you're just like oh yeah i guess i really didn't get to know you that well and like i don't think we get along very well also i didn't really plan on living in romania i do need to go home i've got like shit <laughs> right. to take it like i also need to attend a funeral yeah like, things like that there's like a lot of extenuating factors you can't just be like Oh, I, I'm in love with you, and here, here we go, and this is because you know you're gonna feel weird about what you went through, and then you're just like, man, he never does the dishes. Like I'm gonna break up with this guy, you know? Like you can only you can only handle so much. But where? So <laughs> he never lets me drive. <laughs> yeah, that's like <laughs> it turns out to be a day. real character flaw. <laughs> He's just like. Oh, I'm not trying to drive to help you. I just don't trust women drivers. It says a lot about a person. <laughs> it really does. So I think the next thing that happens in the movie is that... Did, did we explain the whole crash scene yet? No, we haven't. No, no. Okay, so... Take it away. All of a sudden, and I'm not going to leave much explanation like the movie didn't, the ambulance just slams into their car... And you just see Victor's body in a body bag go flying 30 feet in the air and land down the road. And she's just screaming, obviously. Because what are the fucking odds of that? It makes absolutely no sense. Because <laughs> it doesn't. the whole time that he's convincing her to let him drive, the ambulance was driving away yeah. from them. In the other direction towards the hospital. Like, the fact that That's they were... That's why Shia was like, I'm going to drive. I'm such a good driver. I'm going to miraculously <laughs> get I'm going to get us in them. front of this ambulance. <laughs> so, and immediately when that happened, I was like, that was Shia's fault. Yeah. It, that was his fault. It's it... absolutely his fault. The whole fucking thing is insane because it's like, you don't even live here. How do you, you don't know where the hospital is. Like, why do you yeah. need to drive this car? He was basically like, oh, well, the ambulance is right up the road. We could catch up with it. <laughs> what does he do? He really caught up with it, didn't he? Smokes that Jeez. car. Uh, <laughs> so he, yeah, just add trauma onto some more trauma. Um, so now Shia's also seen a third dead person, which was really one of the two dead people yeah he's just like doubling down on one dead person and now you know victor was fine he passed out in a chair sleeping yeah he went he went peacefully and then you gotta whoop his body his body fucking eat that thing out of the goddamn romanian body (laughs) who originally i actually thought was robert de niro but it's like a knockoff robert de niro his name is uh i can't his name is like no. <laughs> I thought it was Sean Penn. Like I was like convinced what? it was Sean Penn, and I had to look it up. Yeah, was that's like, actually. Oh, this is just a Romanian mm-hmm. guy. Um, Either way, he was looking perfectly fine before, before Shia came along. Yeah, he's Gabby's good car. to go, dude. That's an open casket funeral if I ever saw one. It's like <laughs> close cra- now. Yeah, <laughs> close crashes into the ambulance. Um, oh, the other thing I did want to mention is when they're in the plane and Victor's still alive. Um, Victor talks about how he just like loves the um, American baseball team 
the Chicago Cubs, but he he calls them the Cubbies. The Cubbies. And he's like, you know, Shy's like, why do you like that team? They're not good. And he's like, that just explains so much in my head for later down the road. Anyway, oh, with the tape. On. Yes. Yeah. So he's like, why do you like the Cubbies? And he's, you know, they're not a good team. And he's like, well, they're never going to win, you know, the championship. But, uh, so he says that they're not going to win the championship, but, um, that in Romania, it's a really difficult place to live. Um, and it helps build character. And so that's why he likes the Cubs so much. But the fact that he likes the Cubbies, um, does become important later on. It does. Uh, where, where, where were we? I think the ambulance crashed, though, before I interrupted. Yeah, absolutely insane moment. It's almost unreal. Like, you watch it, and you're like, that's almost too ridiculous for it to be okay <coughs> to be in this movie. <laughs> but it's okay. It is okay. I mean, something else insane needed to happen. I'm just glad that Victor didn't end up talking to Shia again. In yeah. That, <laughs> that would have been overboard. But no, they basically immediately, I don't, I mean, again, you just see his body bag on the ground, and then it, like, shoots to back to Gabby and Shia, sorry, Charlie, yeah. and then they were just like, this is crazy, and then all of a sudden, she's getting in the ambulance, driving away with them, like, as if, as if they need a chaperone now. Yeah, because <laughs> they've crashed the ambulance. She's like, I'm you guys not. need someone to watch you drive this fucking yeah. thing. I'm driving. What? I'm surprised Shia didn't steal the ambulance and drive it away. Such <laughs> yeah. a good driver. Did so? Did she? I can't remember. Did she ask him to bring all her shit to the opera? Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't notice that, and then I was like, why is he just stealing all her shit and like showing up at her workplace? <laughs> That's what I was wondering too. But then rereading the Wikipedia thing, if I'm gonna be honest, with you, <laughs> okay. plot line, just to catch up again, I was like, I read that part and I was like, I don't feel like at any point she insisted that. Like I think she actually just didn't even say anything to Charlie. Got in the ambulance, left. Nobody said a word. They didn't yeah. pick up Victor's body. Nothing. That's what I <laughs> no, thought happened, like, and he was just know. like. All right, cool. I guess this is my car now. I should probably drop off her cello. So he shows up at her place of work, starts harassing the first person that he sees. And it's like, hey, buddy, buddy, where do I go? When the guy's just like, I don't care. I probably don't even speak English, so I'm going to keep walking. Until he finally gets to the guy, Bella, who runs the whole place. And then that guy's just like, you need to shut the fuck up and get out of here. And he's just like, here, it's Gabby on the phone. <laughs> so he talks to Gabby, but then it's still just like, you still need to shut the fuck up and get out of here. And uh, asks him, he's like, go wait out by the door. And he's like, which door? I've, I've walked through a couple doors. And he's like, I don't, get the fuck out of here. Go wait <laughs> go by the wait door. Um, and that's the first time you see Shia with his tail between his legs in the movie at all. Otherwise, he's just yeah. full out <laughs> cocky. All it took was one, like, um elderly Romanian opera conductor to just yell at him ever so slightly and he's like oh I'm sorry I didn't mean that I'm not going to get out of here man Victor's actually the only nice Romanian <coughs> man besides Rupert Grint he was nice is Rupert I think I thought he, he no I, I think they're British tourists because they're staying at that youth hostel 
Oh, right, right. Yeah. He just plays like a dude who just... His whole character is just like a guy that gets fucked up the whole time. In the, the little hostile situation, he's... Yeah, because Which Gab- isn't far from where we're at in the plot. Actually. No, Gabby tells true. him, after he drops all her stuff off, to go to stay at this youth hostel. And so he ha- asks the cab driver to bring him there. The cab driver drops him off not really near it at all, and then he has to pay a child to point him in the right direction. Because the kids keep pointing in opposite directions, so there's no one to, where to go. And so he pays a kid to bring him there, that kid still doesn't bring him there, so now we've got two people, a cab driver and a child. Neither of them have actually brought him to the place. Eventually, he finds it and meets the owner of the hostel, who's just, like, making out with, like, a uh, some lady. And they're just like, oh, what's up? Yeah, it's super chill here. You're going to love it. You're going to be in room 34. He show, He gets the keys, and he goes to the room, and he's met by Rupert Grant and the other guy. And the other guy's just like, where have you been? We've been waiting for you. Shia's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then that whole conversation is dropped. They never meet anybody else. Nothing comes of that. It was completely random and pretty pointless. Um, but they do get along pretty well. And they're like, yo, we're the, we're the homies. We're going to go out drinking. Let's get it. Um, oh, yeah, Rupert Grint's just doing, like, push-ups and, like, sweating a bunch because <laughs> yeah. he's all, like, jacked up on ecstasy. Um <laughs> And so they go to the bar where they drug Shia, and then immediately everyone around them except for them is completely naked. Well, they were, I think they went out with the plans to do some ecstasy, and they had done it, but then remember he's drinking that beer and he's like, he starts to act more and more weird. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, he, he fucking spiked your... Yeah, you're, or whatever. Yeah. And so he like really starts freaking out. I read that um, Shia thought that when people do like drug scenes like that in movies, it's like can usually come off pretty goofy. So he just actually took acid to like seem like he was fucked up because he wanted to actually be fucked up. Wow. So yeah, that's like genuine him like slurring his speech and being all weird because he's just like actually super high. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. He is. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. Shia, come on the podcast. Come talk about it, come man. What are you doing? You're supposed to be my friend. Don't forget, Shia. My phone number is 603-477-9443. It's actually Dan Gilbert's number, but I keep plugging it in every episode. Nice. <laughs> he, he hates it. <laughs> Which only fuels my desire to do it more. Right. Um, we'll cut that part out. I'm not cutting that <laughs> Uh, well, no, I'll keep the phone number and I'll cut oh, out yeah, admitting yeah. it's Dan's phone number. Yeah. Um, so Never they go that. out, and uh, you want to take it from here after they spiked the drink? I'm going to let you take it from I here. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> I didn't catch up on this part in the plot. <laughs> Pull that Wikipedia up. And then the movie ends. Cause, well, so they, they're on drugs, too. Here, get closer to the microphone if you're going to chat. Um, Why did they do that? So, those guys are fucked up also. They're just having fun. They're like, we're having a lot of fun. We want you to have fun. You seem stressed out. What's your problem? Did your mom die? And then you met another guy, and he died in front of you, and then you got a crash and uh, saw his dead body again? You got to relax, bro. And uh, so, they, they're just trying to trying to get him on their level. They say they have, like, a term for it. Like but mutual. against his will? 
Yes, yeah, they drug him. It's not not the coolest thing to do in the world. He does get drugged, yeah. Um, and they call it, what, like a mutual hallucination? Because they're like, oh. he's like, why is everybody naked in here? I didn't watch here? the movie. You know, <laughs> he really yeah, yeah, should have yeah, yeah. seen this movie. No, he does say that. Yeah, and they're like, now. man, it's a mutual, we're having, a, we're doing this together. Do it's, you think they were trying to, like, no, no, they're just being no. like homies. They just wanted him to get fucked up with them. I, but they drugged him with ecstasy, and then they were all naked. They weren't they, naked. Yeah, everybody were else was naked ones. around them. But it was like kind of like a uh, okay, little Romanian disco thing. Seemed like yeah. People getting drugged. I I do condone it, and that's the one thing either. Ashley and I disagree on. I'm pro. <laughs> I'm pro drugging people. Um. <laughs> yeah, so based on the little that I know about Romania, turn your whole night around. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely made a stereotype about Romania that is like oh, naked people in a room together, that's just what they do there. Uh, it seemed totally normal to me until they started pointing it out. I believed it. That was another thing, kind of like talking with the spirits and like it's all very unexplained and you're not sure what is reality and when it's going to switch back. So when the people are all of a sudden naked, I didn't know whether or not to believe it. I was like, I think that they might be, because, <coughs> I mean, it's hard to see, like, 15 naked bodies and be like, he's imagining that, because you can't imagine that. No, there's no drugs that make you see a bunch of naked people in a room no. with you. They might be blurry, but they're I not going to just be naked. I don't think that would do that. I just feel like there's nothing in this world that could do something that vividly. Yeah. Where you wouldn't be like that Even a dream a would be more different. confusing than that. But, like, yeah, I think that's just, like, how Romanians get down. I've had dreams of naked bodies. I hate it. <laughs> tell you what. You better put your clothes on if you want to be in my dreams. <laughs> that's very rude to do. <laughs> yeah, just showing up naked in get my dream. naked body out of my dreams. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what are you doing here? Get your naked body. <laughs> um, what, what? That's gonna be the name of the episode. <laughs> Deal. Uh, Sold. So. I think Shia just starts fucking running. Yeah, he ends he, up. He like kind of goes out on the town in his own trip and loses. Oh yeah, because Rupert he, Grint, who he loses st- also those guys. stars in Harry Potter, if nobody knows that, Rupert Grint. Is big old Ron Weasley. Big old, <laughs> big old sexy Ron Weasley. Gingers out there. That's sexy. I think he's the only one, probably. Ginger the only man. Sexy ginger? Yeah. yeah. What, what are you counting, Ed Sheeran? Get out of here. No, hell <laughs> Ed Sheeran is not in the sexy ginger crew. <laughs> no. And there's no crew to be had because it's only Ron Weasley. Yeah, it's a crew of one. <laughs> not even Rupert Grint, just Ron Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> Rupert Grint as Ron Weasley. Yeah. That's <laughs> sexy. Rupert Grint alone. Forget about it. To that man. Yeah, especially in the first movie. Looking good as hell. <laughs> oh my god, he's 12. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the one, that's when Dylan liked him the most. Yeah, was when he, was yeah he kind of fell off after that one. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Enough about Rupert. Yeah, so he's. The sexiest <laughs> man. <laughs> the GQ. <laughs> GQ sexiest man 2020. G- Rupert Grint. No, it's just going to be Rupert Grint on the cover of GQ from now on. No one else will be on the cover. Only when he was twelve, though. Yeah, <laughs> in the in the Harry Potter robes. Um, anyway, so so Shia dips from the crew, where he 
meets is it, is it the first time that he meets Gabby's husband. Whose name I can't remember. Nigel. He first time he meets Nigel. That was at the uh, right before he goes to the hostel. The goddamn Gabby's uh, rehearsal. Oh yeah, he shows up at the rehearsal and it's like Gabby's like, oh, this is a tuba player from America. He's a gay man, and the guy's just like, oh, you really know how to suck a cock, huh? Or whatever the fuck he says. Yeah, and Shia's just like, why did she call me gay? I'm not gay, but I'm still gonna put my tail between my legs and just, like, sit against the wall, like... And that absolutely comes up later, where he has to, like, while he's getting beat up by Nigel, it's like, I ain't gay! Just, like, (laughs) I don't think it matters at this point, Shia. Like, he knows, that's why he's beating you up. Yeah, he's... That's why he's mad at you. He solves the mystery. (laughs) So it's the second time he sees... So he sees him then, and, uh... Nigel's, like, clearly, like, not the nicest guy, very aggressive. And Who is Gabby's ex-husband. Still technically husband. As but he would say. Or like he hasn't. He doesn't live around there anymore, and so he's, like, surprised her at work. So then he sees Nigel again in the bathroom uh, while he's all fucked up and on his own little solo adventure, and Nigel's just like... Yeah, man, it can be a lot of fun hanging out in Romania, doing drugs, getting drunk, but it can turn to blood really quickly. And then he's just, like, gone. And um, I think shortly after that, Shia finds Gabby again, right? Yeah, in that same night. Almost immediately walks out of the bathroom after being, like, entirely threatened by this gangster man, and he's tripping. He's like, you know what I should do? Go find that girl. Yeah. Get myself in some trouble. <laughs> I shouldn't yeah, this sober is up threatening first and man. think it through. Like, I should just do it. Yeah, my th- mom told me to. His confidence waxes and wanes so hard. Like, in one moment he's just like a scared man peeing in a urinal, and the next moment he's just like, "I'll do whatever I want." Jumping to do. right into the face of death. Yeah, <laughs> surely. Um. So. <laughs> so he hangs out with Gabby, and they get like donuts because he's like drunk they're sobering up they have like a pretty good time i remember and then is that when she says in romanian if you find me tomorrow i'll kiss you yeah and so he doesn't know what she says but he's pretty psyched about the whole situation he does at one point when she's very clearly like i don't want to continue hanging out right now i'm tired and i'm going home he then like bullies her and berates her to be like, no, let's just hang out and ride bikes and go for a run. And we're just going to hang out. We're going to hang out all night. She's like, no, nah, I'm good. He's like, no, we're going to do it. It's like, and meanwhile, he is very much on drugs. This random tourist. Yeah. It's probably like three o'clock in the she's fucking morning. Thing, he's just like, I'm having such a good time and <laughs> I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Would you please? Yeah, it's definitely. Let me follow you. Dan and I talk about it, uh, where when it's, when you're on vacation, it's hard to remember not everyone is on vacation. Like, other people just, like, have lives and, like, probably true. have to work tomorrow. I've only been on vacation twice in my life. Did you? In for... my short years. Only for two weeks. Yeah, I forgot about everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, no, no, everyone is on vacation big time. Um, you gotta go on more vacation. And from New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is from New Hampshire. And just having fun. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I always think. I was sure. But he was definitely pulling that real hard, just like, let's rage all night long. It's like, she probably has a recital tomorrow or some fucking thing. She has a life. Like, she wasn't just sitting around being like, 
I hope some American shows up and my dad dies and uh, we'll just do whatever the fuck he wants all goddamn night. Like, rent bicycles and go ride them around the city. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm going home. I mean, when she was on her phone in the car and he was like, taxi driver, stop. I know this woman from 10 seconds ago. Or 10 seconds. He's like, stop the car. I am leaving. And she was probably, had to cancel some plans or something. She probably did. She also, in no way, asked for his help. You know, he was just like, oh, you need to stop the car because I have to continue to talk to this person. Who I met once, um, our conversation came to a conclusion, and uh, I have nothing to say more to her, uh, because I didn't really know her dad, the only reason that I'm now talking to her, um, but still insists on being like, it's time for me to chat. One thing about Charlie Countryman is that he needs to get shot down at least 12 times <laughs> before he even thinks about hearing no. Charlie, Car- Charlie I mean, Countryman's the original fuckboy. Yeah, big time. Uh, I mean... He went to great lengths. He died for love that wasn't even <laughs> quite there. <laughs> Which, no, he doesn't die in this film. Oh. Well, and they tried to trick you, because I guess the original title for the movie was The Necessary Death of Charlie Countryman. Yeah. And they were like, no, just call it Charlie Countryman. Yeah. Spoiler, he does not die in the movie. Yeah. You think that he does for a second. You get duped. And we'll to be get honest, to that. I rewatched it thinking I can't wait to get to the part where he dies. Yeah, I was anticipating it. And he doesn't die. I think I fell asleep the first time I had watched it, right oh, at sure. the end. Yeah. The very last five minutes missed it. Yeah, they do that thing that a lot of movies do, too, where the first scene is the last scene, but just part of it, so you don't really know what's going on. Like, yeah. the first thing you see is him hanging upside down or whatever, and then it's like, boom, we're going to the mom's hospital. And he has on his cell phone, they do the same thing. You think that he's dead, but he's not. He ends up not being dead. They do it in Holes. They do oh. it in even Stevens. They do it in Transformers. <laughs> really? Yeah. All of... He almost dies in everything? And you think he's dead and he's not? The, the they definitely did it the last Falcon. All oh. the Transformers. The first scene's the last scene in all the Transformers movies? Yep. Same with even Stevens every episode. <laughs> Same right. with Holes. I, I fucking believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... So she, so they they have a fun night together, and she dips, but tells him in Romanian, which is not helpful for someone that doesn't speak Romanian, that if he meets up with her again, she's gonna kiss him on the mouth. True. Um. Then what the fuck happens? Then he gets a, then he gets the dumbest look on his face in the world of stupid love. Oh, is this love. when he just starts running? Yeah. And then gets cranked by that car. <laughs> yeah. So he's just. Yeah, he th- he literally throws his hands in the air and uh, is the happiest boy and is running and then gets smoked by a car pretty immediately. She also, uh, right before that, when they said bye, she slid down the escalator. Oh, very cool rail. move. Wicked cool. Yeah. I mean, they didn't show a lot of it, so it was hard to tell how cool it was. I can, but regardless, you can't do that and not be cool. It's the implication of coolness. Yeah. You know, it, we're left to believe that she's the coolest. So from then on, I mean, anyone with her in the right mind is like, she is the one. Yeah, she's the one for me. She's. I watched her slide down a banister. Yeah. Like, what, what more do I need? And then she turned around and smiled at me. Yeah. <laughs> she did that. She smiled at him. I believe, I, yeah. 
And I even said it in my head. I was like, she turned around and smiled at me. But I was like, oh, that's not me. I'm yeah. Movie I'm a guy. <laughs> I'm outside the screen. That is hard to, it's hard to remember when you're not the person in the movie. Yeah. And you're just looking at the screen. Especially uh, those uh, POV. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So in the movie. Oh, yeah. So he gets hit by that car and then he sees Nigel. But Nigel just says that same shit he said to him before about how it can quickly turn to blood. So that was probably just a hallucination. Um, but it's also like, just again, fucking tourist, man. Like, just because some girl had a nice time with you doesn't mean you get to run into the middle of the fucking road. And uh, it's your fault you got hit by a car. It is. <laughs> get on. He's just like slumped on the ground. Um, and so the first taxi man Romanian taxi driver that he met great guy forget his name his name doesn't matter just great guy <coughs> oh yeah who does he compare he's like he knows like one word in English or like he's like Robert Redford and she's like me Robert Redford no you Robert Redford and then he's just like he's like oh going off in Romanian uh, but very <laughs> excited yeah and that's when he's like Pull, pull over. I yeah, don't care about yeah. anything you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying you. I don't think you paid the guy. He yeah. does pay him. Because the guy gets out sure. and he's like, yo, you owe me money still. <laughs> like, again, fucking Taurus. Just because you're excited yeah. to see some girl you don't know doesn't mean you get to dip on your cab fare. So then he just gives the guy a random amount of money. And so when he gets hit by the car that night, his big night out... <laughs> Okay, so after he sees, after he gets hit by the car, he sees the taxi driver, who was the original taxi driver that he saw, which I feel like, how fucking big is Bucharest? Because every time he needs to find someone, he does so immediately. It's like there's four fucking streets in this goddamn city, because everyone he needs to talk to is right there. Yeah. Um, what, did they, did they say anything, him and the taxi driver? Um... What what happens after he, he gets hit by that car? I think he brings him to the hospital or something. Can we Google? <laughs> take a break. We're gonna. We'll be right back, everyone. We're about to take a little Google break. Get, you know, <laughs> get the plop. A large city. It 1. does. One point eight three million people in Bucharest, and he managed to find the same girl seventeen times. <laughs> it's like over the course of three days. Um, That's true love. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break to refresh ourselves, uh, but stay tuned for this next ad brought to you by Romanian Viagra. Oh, hey, it's me, Romanian Viagra guy. Ethan Sumner. Ethan Sumner. Uh, I can't get boners anymore. Do you have something for this? Hey, it's me, uh, other Romanian guy, but I, the one with the Viagra. Yeah, here, you can have this Viagra. Wow, it's Boner City over here. Thanks so much. Uh, please consult the doctor before uh, taking Romanian Viagra. Unless you're a Romanian. Okay, so, thank you for listening to the ad. Um, On the topic of Ron (coughs) Weasley's boner situation. Yeah, you have to talk in the... Eat the microphone. It's... I was, and then I was making so many different noises on it. So, he gets hit by the car, and then the taxi driver finds him, and then he wakes up. To his other roommate being like, hey, get up. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? So, according to the roommate, 
their third roommate, played by Rupert Grint, was going to a job interview and took six Romanian Viagra. The problem that I don't understand is this timeline because they go out, he gets hit by a car, he's then back in the room and asks to see Rupert Grint's boner in the morning, and they're like, no, you have to see it now. So did he go back home? Is this still the same day? And why then did they go to a bar, do drugs, get drunk at night, then Rupert Grint had a job interview at night and took Viagra to go to it? What the fuck is going on here? I hadn't previously thought that all the way through for it to be that funny, but that is (laughs) probably the funniest thing that happens in the movie. And it's just kind of a flaw. It makes no fucking sense. The timeline doesn't add up. And then the whole point of the taking six Viagras is to put them in a strip club. I feel feel like there was an easier way to get them into a strip club than Rupert Grint eating a bunch of Romanian Viagra and getting a giant boner. It's not like they're like 16-year-olds. They could have gotten in regardless of if he had an infinite boner or something. I also just feel like He's a virile young man. He could probably just, like, get a boner. I don't know why he's taking these Viagras to go to a job interview. But regardless, they are like, oh, we have to go to a titty bar. Ladies, ask questions. What is? I was going to say, this leads me to believe that... No, because he already went to the job interview. ...is in a, living in a bad situation in Romania where he has to take boner pills as a young man for a job interview. What job... Requires boners. Requires boners. There's a couple. Besides. There's a couple. Obviously, you know, boner jobs. And there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with a boner job. Um, you know. That's what we're calling them nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> male, male sex workers are to be now referred to as boner jobs. And yeah, I'm all for sex workers. That's legit. But. You gotta explain it in the movie. You can't just be like, oh, he's just like a guy who's going to a job interview and needs a boner. So they go to the strip club, which also really makes no sense, because it's just like, you're just gonna go exist with a boner and look at naked ladies? What's what's the plan? Right. But they go there, and they're like hanging out drinking, and (laughs) Rupert Grint... uh, ejaculates in his pants because this lady's dancing all up on him and then they charge him 9,000 of Romanian money for it and they're like hey, we honest, I don't think that my cum is worth that much no I don't, would... I don't know how can we charge me $9,000 <coughs> for my own can we can you look up real quick the um what the conversion rate is for like 9,000 Romanian oh, money. money. Yeah, I want to know what the U.S. dollar cum money looks like. Yeah. I will get on that. I will get back to you once I find yeah. my numbers. Ashley's going to work on that. Uh, so in the meantime, we'll go. So they they get pulled into this office where they're like, um, hey, you guys need to pay up the money or whatever. And Shia is like, this is crazy. We ain't got that much money. And while they're in there, he sees a photo of the strip club owner with Nigel and a photo of Nigel with um, Gabby. And I, I mean, there I know. 9,000? 9,000. 
I know we've explained. Um, That's still $2,191.38. That is a $2,000 lap dance, everybody. For, you know, throwing <laughs> in new pants. Yeah, now he's going to get new pants on top of them. Yeah, $2,000 pair of pants. 90 bucks. Because, I mean, I imagine he wears nice pants. Oh, he's sweating in them anyway. He's yeah. sweaty the whole movie. So one thing, I mean, we've explained that Nigel's pretty scary. He's a bad man, has a bad past. And now Darko, this new guy, the strip club owner, obviously is super badass. And you know that when you meet him, the way he speaks. And yeah, he's like a super eyes. tough guy. I mean, Wikipedia describes them both as brutal gangsters. So if that doesn't, you know, put it into perspective... They certainly do come off as brutal gangsters. And then I think, so the dude that plays Darko, I think, played like a pretty similar character in another movie. So we're already coming into, you you know, you he's just taking a quick look at him. Like, That's a bad man. Um, and so he's like, oh, why are you so distracted by these photos, Charlie? Do you know the guy in the picture? Or do you know the girl in the picture? Or do you know them both? And he's just like, oh, I don't know, man. And Darko's like, you need to tell me if you've seen the guy in the picture, or I'm going to kill you. And he's like... But also leads on that, like, I might let you all go if you tell me. Yeah. You're going to die, or you can go free, all of you. And so Shia says, well, I'll call you and tell you if he's around. Which is just, like, kind of the answer right there. Because what are you going to do, call him and be like, nah, he wasn't even there. I don't know that guy. I was just chilling. I got pretty distracted while you were threatening me. Um, and so, so Darko's like, all right, you better call me or I'm going to like wicked kill you. And then nearly burns him with a cigarette intentionally to scare him, but then puts the cigarette in his mouth. And it's like, you can have this cigarette. I'm glad you brought this up because another thing, Shia doesn't smoke in the film, but takes the cigarette. He's not just like, I don't smoke. He's he, just like, scary man, cigarette in my mouth? Of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah another example of Shia's confidence coming and going. But he not only takes the cigarette, he is in the next scene when they're outside the strip club still smoking that cigarette. Like, he's like, you, you, you didn't have to keep it, you know. Uh, but I guess I guess he's like a newfound cigarette smoker. Yeah, just picked it up. Thought, why not? That guy seemed pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a really cool guy. <laughs> like Why I think, not? I think maybe yeah, I'll start smoking. Club. He just scared me. <laughs> <laughs> so, they leave the strip club, and then what happens? You'd swear to God, I've never seen this fucking movie before. <laughs> I thought you were testing me. Yeah, I am. That's a uh, that's a good point. I'm testing. Yeah, I'm about to fail because I'm trying to think. Um, they leave the strip club, and I think immediately. Obviously, Shia, the asshole he is in this film, is just like, I've got to go see Gabby. No matter what happens, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Like, really, all of everyone's problems are solved. The second I stop seeing this girl, I really don't even know. But he's like, I need to ruin everything and go see this girl. Yeah, he's now, like, affecting the lives of, like, random hostile roommates. He's already killed a man. No, he didn't kill the guy. But I've... You he know. caused a very dangerous car accident over this. He also gave him bruises after he was dead. Yeah, he, <laughs> he bruised a dead man. Yeah, how do you bruise a dead guy? 
Um, so, here, do you want to hit that Wikipedia and see what the next scene is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. He goes to the fucking recital. Or, no, it's the funeral. He goes to the funeral yes. after being told again to not talk to that girl. And he goes to her, her dad's funeral? Yeah, he shows up at the funeral. That is it is, especially because the dude, Bella, who's, I think whose house the funeral is at. Um, the guy's name is Bella? Yeah. yeah. And one out. Yeah, he tells him, like, yo, she doesn't need your bullshit right now. Like, Shia, you need to fuck off. Like, her dad just died. She doesn't even know you. Don't show up to the funeral. He's like, okay, bet. I'm going to show up to the funeral. It's like, what the fuck? You weren't invited. Yo, bet. So... They're watching, like, uh, home movies of Victor and Gabby when Gabby was, like, a little girl, and she's, like, getting emotional. She kisses him for the first time at her dad's funeral? Yeah, yeah not only. Like, some some more shit happens before that. He shows up at the funeral. Guess who else shows up at the funeral? The guy who continues to threaten to kill him if he hangs out with Gabby. So what does Nigel do? He smashes a glass and holds it up to Shia LaBeouf's neck and is like, I'm going to fucking kill you right now. What does Shia do? Nothing. Because anytime he's confronted in this movie, he's just like immediately cowers. So then Gabby pulls a gun and is like... She comes way out of left field. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden she has a gun and she's pointing at him and says... Back in heat. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to shoot you. And he's like, she's got an incredible ass thinks like a man and shoots like Annie Oakley and it's just like okay she's got a gun now's the time you're gonna start complimenting her for some fucking reason um thinks like a man's pretty weird compliment I don't think it's probably a compliment but um so she shoots at him and misses intentionally but it's like this isn't your house it's a funeral you probably shouldn't have fired the gun off he was already let go of Shia LaBeouf now you just shot a gun in your boss's house at your dad's funeral. So then he leaves. He's like, okay, I guess I guess when someone shoots a gun at me, it's probably a good indication that I'm not welcome. And uh, and then they sneak off together after that encounter, and she kisses him. And they have a pretty good kiss. And then I think someone's like, hey, where are you? And so they leave. But... Oh, yeah, the next, and then pretty much the next thing that happens is them having sex. But, uh, you know, they're hanging out, and she's like, oh, you think you love me? And he's like, yep, I do. And then um, they stare at each other for a while, and then they have intercourse. Apparently, though, there was, like, a pretty long scene of uh, Shia performing oral sex on her, and they cut it from the movie, and she's like, this is bullshit. Like, the actress is like, you better show it. Like, I fucking did it. You need to put it in the movie. And they did not put it in the movie. They cut it out. Um, Shia was like, just tell her that this is going to be a scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking terrible. Oh, man. Yeah, a, the director's just guy. like, what scene? Yeah, just, okay, I'll shoot it. You say it. I don't remember, uh... This is not in the script. But before he confesses, confesses, confesses that he's in love with her, um, she explains, like, the videotape and how when she met Ni Nigel, like, he's obviously a violent criminal. 
after that. And Victor, her father, made Nigel leave Bucharest being like, yo, I have this incriminating videotape and Darko wants it. So that's the first indication that Darko and Nigel have serious beef. Besides actually when they're in the strip club and Darko's like, if you know Nigel, then I know you just got here. Like, you would have had to have just met him. If you knew his whereabouts, I would like to find him and basically not be a good guy to him. And so that's where you're like, oh, they're not partners. Well, I'm still confused because then they team up together at the end. So I don't really understand the dynamic. But Shia finds um, this tape. There's like this. The reason that Nigel isn't around anymore is because Victor had a tape of him doing him and Darko doing something shitty. Shia eventually does find the tape. It's labeled Cubbies, which is why that was important earlier on. We got a little callback to the Cubs. Um, And it's Darko and Nigel just like murdering a bunch of people. Yeah, right in the head. Um, Shoot him right in the head. And so... Why were they doing this with him? What was... uh, It was like security camera footage? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, it was yeah. a VHS. They're keeping Shia. it for their personal records. No, Victor was keeping it to to blackmail black Nigel so oh. he he would leave his daughter alone. Yeah. Okay. And so it's tough looking back if Victor was like a bad guy who just had a great heart. Or if he was just a great guy with a great heart. Yeah. You know? So Did they ever explain how how or why he has that tape? No. It's <laughs> just not a guy with a tape, yeah. Yeah. There's no, uh, well, probably. I don't know. There's some little things in there that are hard to pick up on. Because scenes just change, and then they, the first thing of a scene is just, like, this big ball of information that's just, like, the tiniest thing ever. So it's easy to miss things. Yeah, definitely. But it's also... So uh, then he finds Gabby and... Oh, you know what, too, um, that I didn't like is Shia being like, how'd you ever even date that guy? And it's just like, (laughs) the fuck business is it of yours, dude? Like, oh, she has a shitty ex-boyfriend? You're gonna make her fucking feel bad about it? Dude, like, so... Why are you even dating him? I'm way cooler. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, pretty... And then then he probably, he doesn't get the answer he's probably hoping for, because she was like, yo, he's hot as fuck. Like, I'm super attracted to that guy. I thought he was very sexy. Yeah. (laughs) That's my best version of... Yeah, I think you nailed it. I think that people are going to be like, whoa, did he get Evan Rachel Wood on this podcast? That girl sounds hot. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, he... So she she ended up dating him because she played cello in an alleyway and he heard it every day and was like, "Hey, I'm dying. I got a bunch of scars and beautiful, pretty eyes. Do you want to marry me?" And she was like, "Yeah, let's fucking get it." Paparazzi. <laughs> Shout out Paparazzi. He played Shout the song out. "Scars" for her, yeah. and she was like, "Oh man, this is the coolest." Pa- I bet Romanians love. Pa- I bet Paparazzi is still huge she was in the. On the cello. <laughs> and he was like, no, 
other person in Romania has heard Papa Roach. Yeah. And you know it all. Dialed in perfectly. And so Shia's left looking like a like a fool because he doesn't even know who Papa Roach is and yeah. as, is not nearly as handsome as Nigel. No. Um, or Papa. Yeah. He's got nothing on Roche. anybody. Papa or Papa Roach. So uh, he shows up. He Shia sees the tape and then finds Gabby and Nigel. Again, just finding these motherfuckers. Not a single person will use a cell phone. The corner turns. Yeah. Yeah. He's just wandering down the street, finding everything that he needs to find. And um, Gabby plays it cool because Shia's like, I saw the fucking tape. And Nigel's like, what tape? And Gabby's like, yeah, what tape? I don't know what you're talking about. You should stop bringing this up. And Shia's just like, oh, the fucking tape? I've seen this tape. And, like, doubles down. It's like, obviously she doesn't want you to talk about this. Like, Never mind. This isn't, like, some slight blackmail thing where you're like, I saw what you said to that person. It's like, I watched you murder a room full of people. And you've also threatened me and scared me. It's not like you didn't work yeah, threatening me. Like, clearly I'm you have... Yeah, he's back down every time, and Nigel has no qualms murdering people. So no. it's like, yes, you saw a tape. Yeah, I mean, all he has to do is now kill him. He, it's not like he he sent the tape to the police station. He just right. has to kill him, and then that's the end of that problem. Never mind, like, he's just a tourist. This random little twerpy tourist. Twerpy tourist. Being like, I love your ex-wife. Yeah, this dude's a fucking gangster, and Shia's being like, I saw you kill people on a film. And he's like, okay, so I have to kill you now. Yeah, I not only have to kill you, I'm going to kill you, and it's going to be very easy to get away with, because nobody is looking for you. Nobody cares no. if you disappear. Your mom died, your stepdad's just fucking chugging Zambuca and eating <laughs> Xanax. Like, yeah. you know, you just took off and didn't tell anyone anything. Like, no one cares if you're gone. Except your ex-girlfriend, Aubrey Plaza, who was in this movie for four minutes. Um, and Zanny she's not looking for him. Too. Huh? <laughs> said, Zannies and Zambonis. That's what, <laughs> that's what Charlie's stepdad loves. Yeah. I think it was, he had a bumper sticker of it in his car on the way to the hospital. I just interrupted for the shittiest <laughs> I liked it. Um... So, yeah, so he's he's like, I saw the tape, and Nigel's just like, okay, well, here we go, and then just immediately puts a bag over Shia's head and beats the fuck out of him. But the whole time, Shia's just being like, by the way, I'm not gay, I like your wife. And Where does he get that fucking bag, dude? He, like, pulls it off a wall. They walk, he basically slams him into, like, a side street, like, room through a door doesn't slam through a door Open yeah it's the like door body. the door to stairway yeah and just beating him up while Shia insists that he's not a gay man which isn't helping the situation in any way like I know you've killed people by the way surprise I'm a straight man which Nizel already figured out also I am in love with your wife that's not going to make someone stop beating you up. He's not going to be like, oh, I, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize. Let me just stop hitting you. And then, not only does Shia do that, he continues to be like, I'm in charge here, I'm in control, I saw the tape. 
while that guy is punching him in the mouth and slamming his head off a wall and killing him and saying, I'm killing you. He's like, yeah, how's, how's choking on your own blood going? You know, and it's like, Shia, how the fuck, where is all this confidence coming from? Because it's undeserved. You are not in charge here. You are getting beat up and all this man has to do is murder you. But luckily for Shia, the cops show up and Nigel gets the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, I mean, that could have been the end. Yeah, he hears sirens and is just like, the fight ends, not the movie. No, yeah, yeah. If that's how the goddamn movie ended, (laughs) I mean, honestly, though, not much of a different ending. Yeah, I I guess that makes sense. You kind of know it's done, though. The scene is set a little bit better, but. Yeah. So, not I did I did, forgot to mention that uh, Nigel straight up puts a gun in Shia's mouth and is ready to like calling it a day. Yeah. And uh, and the cops do show up. So then Shia is like, well, I guess I better go take a nap or something because he's going back to the hostel, and the guy who runs it is like, does like a hand wave motion, which apparently was supposed to mean there are bad guys in your room. I didn't get that out of it. I thought it was, like, a weird way to say hello. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah. We missed you so much. Um, and so <laughs> there are bad guys there. He tries to outrun them. And one part that I was like, what the fuck? What, uh, he's, like, outrunning them, and then um, the bad guys lose him, and these women are like, oh, he ran down the stairs. And so they're like, all right, cool, thanks. And they run down the stairs to chase him. But really, they were hiding him under those blankets. Mm. And so he's like, cool, thanks for hiding me. And then starts running, immediately found again. He takes like eight steps, and they're like, oh, there he is. And it's like, yeah. what? They should have just stayed under those blankets. I mean, definitely, because they wouldn't have kept looking for him right there. They would have thought he was gone. Right. And if you are going to hide and do it successfully, don't immediately get caught as soon as you leave your hiding spot. No. You 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 made those ladies look bad. We've all played hide and go see. Yeah. <laughs> growing up. Oh. Uh, and so what happens? <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia. Come on back. <laughs> so Oh, actually I do you know what happens is he keeps running from them and I liked that part where he they get to the subway and the two guys are like face they're like have like a little standoff in the subway and the subway doors are open for the train and Shia looks at it and he's like you're like oh he's gonna run for it he's gonna run to the subway and he does and so do the other guys and the other guys make it on you're like oh shit now they're all on the subway but it was really just a ruse a clever ruse from Charlie Countryman because he doesn't get on the subway they do and it takes off and he escapes that is a very cool part of the movie. Because you think you know what's happening. You're like, we've all seen one of these scenes before. Yeah, where he's going to get on and the door's going to shut. We've yeah. all seen one of these. Yeah. So, yeah, I really thought I knew it was going to happen. and I, get, I was pleasantly surprised to find out that I was wrong. And the look he has on his face in that scene is great. The look, yeah, that face that he's making and that, like, while he's, like, covered in blood, too. They do that, like, close-up on his face. It's a really good shot. I mean, he's a good fucking actor for even being able to make that face. Because that, you gotta be like in the natural moment to make a face 
with a specific emotion. And he, yeah, he's yeah, he's in. Well, you know what? I'm gonna say he's a bad actor. And you know what, Shia? If you want to come defend yourself, you better come do it on this podcast. Getting buff. Oh yeah, this. And so the next part is where Shia sees his mom again. So we're closing to the end of this two-hour-long movie. He's seen two ghosts. One of them is mom twice. This is where she's like. Yo, my B, I'm at Budapest. I don't know maps that well. And he's just like, okay, well, I'm already fucking here. And she's like, yeah, don't die. And he's like, I'll fucking try not to, mom. But if I do, I'm going to die for love. And that's a cool way to go. And she's like, yeah, I guess you don't. And she just like winks at him and squeezes his cheek. She's like, you're so funny. (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember what happens to end that. But I think he does fucking pretty much like that. And he's like, bye, Mom, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, and so then he sees, because God fucking damn it, why wouldn't he see the two people he's looking for in this city of 1.8 million people? Right. But immediately sees Nigel and Gabby in a car together. And he punches Nigel and throws him out of the car. <laughs> he really, You're like, wow, Shia, Charlie Countryman, he's getting tough. He's finally backing up his words with action gets in the car starts driving away with him and gabby so he's driving her car again because why the fuck wouldn't he right nigel just gets up and starts fucking running after the car catches up to them he can't drive away fast enough so then shia gets out of the car he's got brass knuckles on his hands and looks at nigel running towards him but then Nigel just drops his ass. <laughs> like, Shia does not fight back at all in any way. He just gets punched in the face again. He's like, I already just stole this car. I'm pretty sure I can trust my gut to know what to do. Yeah. And, and then it just gets dropped. Yeah, he's like, all right, I've punched him already. I know how to fight. I'm pretty sure the next move is to not punch him. I punched a guy before. You, 10 seconds ago. There's no way I won't be able to get you. (laughs) Nigel had the momentum of a a brutal gangster. (laughs) Uh, Much like Darko, another brutal gangster in the movie. Um, He got punched by both of them. Does Darko punch too? Darko punches him big time. When? I don't remember, but I, if I'm making it up, then hey, I... Hey, you're the expert. I believe you. Um, so, yeah, there was the scene where Darko punched him. Everybody's punching this guy. I'll tell you what. Those two guys, those brutal gangsters... A couple both, of brutal gangsters, certainly. Both punch real hard. You know what? And then he also gets punched, like, right in the brain by Rupert Grint's massive boner. <laughs> does, <laughs> does he? <laughs> yeah, like, emotionally punched. Oh right, now, it, right, like the yeah. boner doesn't like hit him in any way. But That's like, I was I was it, like I don't remember. That would have been a cool scene. Contact. They should have. I know. Maybe was... then the movie wouldn't have been a fucking flop. <laughs> <laughs> they put in the work. Um, the boner was just an emotional ploy to get into the hearts <laughs> of everyone. <laughs> yeah, that that should have just been the whole trailer. <laughs> is that scene? It wasn't the the whole movie being about chasing love or anything it was <laughs> you know it's just about romanian viagra yeah um it's, it was a plug for yeah, my like romanian look how viagra. good this romanian viagra works 
Even Ron Weasley does it. <laughs> he doesn't even need it. He just does it for fun. Before job interviews. <laughs> On uh, accident? I don't know. So, after he gets knocked out, they're just like at like a dock or a dam. I can't really tell what the situation is. I would. I, I think it's a dam. Yeah, and they're, he's, they're, he's suspended by his ankle from a rope that's being held by two bad guys. Two badass guys. And they're just like, hey, we're going to kill you, Chaya. Um, and I'm pointing a gun at you now, and you're about to be shot, and you'll die. Uh, because I don't like you. You're, me- you're a mean guy. You come here and you steal my wife. Meanwhile, he's just smiling at Gabby. Not yeah. even listening. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to need you to so, pay attention. I'm about to kill you. So overcome with love. Yeah, so then Gabby's like, yo, you know what would be sick if I killed him instead of you? And yeah. Nigel's just like, yeah, sure, for some reason. And I'm like, no, I'd rather just like do this myself. Also, like, pretty sure you banged this dude, so I don't really know if I can trust you with this gun right now. But she kisses him, and Shia's like, Damn, I really played the wrong hand on this one. I did not realize that uh, this would happen. And then she walks over to Shia and shoots him. And then the police start coming. But it shows you that she really didn't shoot him. She's such a good shot that she just shoots his shirt and he lives. But when the police come, the two bad guys holding him up by the rope are like, Oh, man, we got to get out of here. And just drop him into the water. Which is, like, a pretty slow, like, dramatic scene, but there's, like, no danger involved. He's not someone who's been shot. As long as he knows how to swim, this is not a scary scene at all. Um, he does have a rope tied around one of his ankles. Yeah. Which might... Probably a nuisance, but not a Be threat. a slight discomfort. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, and then the cops arrest everybody else except for Gabby, who's the only person holding a gun... Darko escapes though. He just is like, oh, I'm out, and like he flips basically into an alley. was already on the corner of a little, you know, a, yeah, he, a, a trailer basically. He He's was just as like far away as possible. Like, yo, I'm I'm here committing crimes too. I'm just gonna do it over here. You guys <laughs> to get away. He took one solid step. <laughs> yeah, one and was stride just away. <laughs> yeah, into the darkness. <laughs> he escaped with one single step yeah it's like a, if someone's like part of a bank robbery crew but they'll be like I'll just wait outside I'll be this I'll be the guy that's outside chilling and then they just stay there yeah the guys get arrested <laughs> just like I was just leaning against this tree I don't know yeah it's just getting crazy out here man I was just a strip club owner I wasn't the driver uh they also I don't get cause they burn the tape and it, as far as I'm aware, it's the only copy. So I don't know why anyone's being arrested at all, really. Except for yeah. kidnapping, maybe, of Shia. Which isn't probably even that harsh of a sentence in Romania. I feel like they've got like pretty lax kidnapping laws. Yeah, they could just be like, this guy was trying to bang my ex-wife. They'd be like, kill him. Yeah. <laughs> in <laughs> Romania, that's... You didn't kill you, him? You should, I, would you like us to kill him? <laughs> we have all these extra guns if you need one. Like, yeah, I feel we like... all these lights. <laughs> Um, so I feel like they're probably I don't know what kind Nigel of trouble dies. they got in. Oh yeah He, he fucking shot. suicide by cops Like cause he's yeah. just like oh fuck this And points his finger at the cop and the cop shoots him I forgot about that That's Which crazy. I didn't know suicide by cop was even a term Oh really? Until I read 
Oh yeah, Suicide by Cop. Yeah, that's a. I mean, it's, you know, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he totally does that. I don't know why. I think he was. I think at that point he realized that. Gabby did love another man and was like, you know what? I'm all big and bad, but I'm going to do one little last hoorah. It does he not pretends to pull out a gun or something and yeah. just doesn't even yeah. have it and just gets He just points up. his fingers really fast at the cop. But he doesn't he was seem trying to, to do love a Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to do a little Fonzie move. I don't think anybody loved her in the movie. I mean, I don't think Shia did. I think he's just like a fucking lunatic. I don't lunatic even think Victor tour. loved her. He just <laughs> got her a hat. Yeah. Yeah, if he really loved her, he wouldn't that's, have... That's what... <laughs> yeah, he just got a... Maybe Victor loved her, but like... So curious as to where you're going with that, but... Uh, well, cut it out. I was going to say, maybe if he loved her, he wouldn't have died. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, it's pretty mean. Um... <laughs> So, what the <laughs> fuck was I talking about? Um, yeah, because Nigel didn't love her. Because, you know, he he only came back to get the tape and was a real piece of shit to her very consistently. Yeah, he's basically like, you're mine. I've been gone, but you're mine. Yeah. You do anything. I'm going to continue living my life and doing whatever I want, but just know that I own you and you're not allowed to do things that I say you can't I'm do. even mad at your gay friend at the <laughs> opera right now just for being here. Yo, you got a gay friend? I don't like that. I don't like gay friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he really does. I think that's probably another like cultural Romanian thing because he definitely throws out a hard slur at him at one point. Because I should have listened to Romanian culture. Yeah. Ch- tune in to the next episode where Ethan you and I what? discuss Romanian culture. <laughs> Charlie Countryman should have looked into Romanian <laughs> culture before he just up and left the Bucharest. <laughs> yeah, All he, the while. He did not investigate whatsoever. He didn't die, though. He doesn't die. He didn't die. You really feel like there's a lead-up to him dying, especially considering the movie was almost titled The Necessary Death of Charlie Countryman. Right. Maybe there's a different ending at some point. Maybe because point. it was necessary, but it didn't happen. Yeah, that's a like good point. He should have died. Everyone would be better off if he had yeah. died. She should have fucking shot him. There's no way that there's not a possible sequel to that where he just does a bunch of other things that are wrong and not okay and ruins a bunch of gangsters' lives. Right, because now what? You know what I mean? Like, Darko's still alive and probably not impressed with him. No. So he what? He's going to, you know, and she she's, like, got a job and shit, and he is just, like, chilling. It's like, so what? You're going to get a job in Bucharest and, like, live in Romania now? And, like, marry this lady that you don't really know? Because what? You, you, can you put yourself in a situation you had no part of, and now you have, like, this level of responsibility? No. You forced yourself onto these people in their lives, and uh, you don't have a plan. There's no fucking plan. You're just going to yeah. party with Rupert Grint for the rest of your fucking life, dude? Like, you just do ecstasy with the boner guy. <laughs> Sure. This is my this is my friend Carl. You're gonna love him. He's just got boners all the time and he's sweaty. We're just he had a job interview today, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> we really hope he's gonna get this job because uh, he has not been paying for it, this room at the hostel. It never did explain if he got it or not. It not only doesn't explain it, it doesn't. I'm pretty sure they reference being on vacation. Why the fuck? 
So you're telling Nobody me... Nobody needs to get a job when they're on vacation. Yeah. That's the point of taking a vacation. Because, like, yeah, you're telling me that he came and stayed in a hostel with some other random dude and just did ecstasy and ate boner pills and was like, better start my life now. They had, <laughs> they had three nights left of vacation, but they ran out of money. Yeah. He, he thought... <laughs> the quickest plan I'll just I'll get a I'll get a, a long term job, a job. <laughs> well I was planning on having quite the day I just took five Peruvian boner pills <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like oh never mind I guess we're out of money I should go get a job well I don't know what I'm gonna do with this boner but I gotta, <laughs> don't have the guy without a perma somewhere. boner go get the job <laughs> he's yeah, Less the, likely. The employer's like, yeah, that guy's really qualified, but he didn't have a boner. Do we have anybody out there with a boner right now that we could possibly hire? Just try to give one of them a boner at least. <laughs> See what comes up. See if anything comes up. Why do none of you have boners? And then he saw Rupert Grin and was like, you're fucking hot. You. Yeah, they don't even say what the job is or if he got it. I don't know. I was supposed to leave at 5. It's 5.10. Come in for the interview. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, you know... uh, I can tell by how sweaty you are that you probably work pretty hard. So, uh, yeah, you're hired, you fucking sweaty boner man. It's like, yeah, I did 25 push-ups earlier <laughs> with before the boner. So there were big push-ups because I could reach the ground <laughs> without my boner being in the way. I mean, ecstasy doesn't make you sweaty, though. Yeah, but it doesn't make me want to do, like, sit-ups and push-ups on the floor of a dirty hostel room. <laughs> like... He encourages himself to get sweaty at some point. So, uh. Um, That's why, like, stoners aren't jacked. You don't take a huge bong rip and be like, I want to do yo, 20 push ups get... right now. <laughs> You're like, I'll do that next month. Yo, yeah, not tonight, dude. Um. Now I'm just doing my new comedy routine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, alright, show's over. Alright, Ethan's time. Plot's five. explained. <laughs> You got anything you want to plug? Um. Oh, I want to plug Rupert Grint right in the skull. <laughs> With what? A gun. Uh, oh, no. <gasps> no. I'm just kidding. Now Shy is never coming on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah Ashley has it. one little bit of interest in Rupert Grint's boner. I'm like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan threatened to murder a celebrity out of... <laughs> I guess over boner jealousy. I am the sorcerer's stone. <laughs> and the prisoner of Azkaban. You're gonna be after you kill Rupert Grint. And the Grin. blood prince. Harry Potter's is not gonna appreciate that. I saw, I, did you see um, that documentary the kid that played Draco Malfoy made? No. no. It's about, it's called like super fans, I think. I figured he was like a rapper now. Like Lil Pump. What? I thought he was Lil Pump. Oh, yeah, I mean, I can see that, but... Malfoy? Yeah. So, he made a documentary, and it's all about, like, people that are super fans, particularly of, like, Harry Potter, and so he goes and, like, meets a bunch of super fans, and then at one point he, like, becomes one, and, like... Like, Just to see what it's all about, because he meets people that, like, hang out outside of places just to get the chance to, like, see Daniel Radcliffe for a second, and so he goes with this dude to wait outside, he, like, puts a disguise on, and waits for Rupert Grin outside of a hotel. He's dressed as Ron Weasley <laughs> instead. <laughs> so, but there's like, it's funny because I was, uh, they, in, he interviews Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson and Rupert Grin. Does she do 
they yeah, they yeah they find out like for the document like because that the interview parts Obviously, are just like part of the documentary. Being like, yeah, but he asked Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grint like, well, "How do you guys react like when fans come up to you?" And Daniel Radcliffe's like, "I don't like I'm not really trying to chill like I don't really like it when strangers come up to me." And he's like, oh, really? Because Rupert said he'll do anything that they want him to do. And it, like, cuts to, like, Rupert Grint, like, talking about how, like, he, like, can't say no. And so when people are like, yo, do you want to come to my house? He's just like, yeah, okay, because he just, like, doesn't want to make anybody feel bad. And so Daniel Radcliffe's like, you need to fucking take that out of the documentary. You can't tell people that he'll do whatever they want if they ask him to do (laughs) that. Like, you've got to take that out. And he doesn't, obviously, because I watched it. But, uh. Yeah, I guess Rupert Grinch just like down as fuck to like hang out with anybody. Maybe he'll come on the podcast and that will yeah, uh, we'll be like a fucking Rupert Grinch. We'll be like Shia. Even Rupert came. Yeah, Shia, yeah, you're boy. On social media, I'd look for him. Rupert Grinch doesn't do social. No. You gotta follow him in real life. Find out what he's doing. Yeah, I gotta hit up those super fans. Yeah. See what the deal is. Believe me, I've looked. Did you guys watch the new episodes of Jersey Shore? No. Yeah, I never really watched the original. Really? I love that show. What are they doing in this TV show? Uh, Snooki 65 now. Yeah, they're all in their late 70s. I went to the Jersey Shore, like, on vacation with my family, like, while the show was still being filmed, and, like, Wilson and I walked past, like, the Shore store, and, like, the situation was, like, working, and, like, we had to, like, sign release forms in case if they, like, had to use footage that we were, like, in the background of just, like, walking around. That's cool. I want to go to Jersey Shore. I, I love mean, that show. I don't, as far as I know, I don't think. Actually, I think they did actually air part of it when he was working there, but, like, we, like, you can't see us or anything. Like, we're not, like, in it. But. Yeah, you gotta, like. And then they, like, had this chair where, like, I guess, I cannot remember it now. This was, like, ten years ago. Like, Snooki gets, like, punched in the face by someone at, like, a bar. Yeah, yeah. They have a chair that's, like, painted with her name on it where, like, she was punched in the Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some dude cranks her right in the jaw and immediately gets arrested. Cause yeah, that's Snooki's chair. Yeah, you can't be doing that. Like, oh. Yeah, like, on fucking So camera. I was like, I need to remember this trip. I'm 16, so I got my belly button pierced on the Jersey Shore. Nice. That's, that's a classic move. That is and wild and crazy. I out when I, like, got my appendix out, but... The second you got back, the second you left Jersey, they were like, we're going to have to take that. Yeah. What happens in Jersey stays in Jersey. (laughs) You're going to have to take that belly button ring. (laughs) At least. I think we're going to wrap up. Did you want to plug music or anything? Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for... Wait, you've been recording this the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to another episode of Getting Buff. Uh, thank you, Ethan, for coming on the show. Thank you, Ashley, for looking stuff up and joining in on the convo. Uh, I want to I wanna personally thank you, Dylan, for having me on my first podcast ever about Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, you killed I've, it, man. I've never been on another one either. <laughs> about anything. Yeah. So first, a couple of firsts. First podcast, first Shia LaBeouf podcast. First yeah. podcast in your room. Yeah. We're recording live from Ethan's bedroom. Shout out to Ethan's room. Um, yeah. yeah, so Shia, if you listened all the if you're all the, if you made it all the way to this point, come on the friggin' show, man. Like, let's chill. You're I'm not a weirdo. Come hang out with us in Ethan's 
bedroom. Yeah, you can hang out in Ethan's room. Did you see that thing? You would probably actually like that, too. You would probably do that. Did you see where he watched all of his movies and filmed himself? No. He he sat so he in a theater. And you yeah. say he doesn't have any mental problems. I don't think he does. Shy, don't listen to her. Yeah, you gotta I'm fucking relax with about him. him. Shy. Alright, well, they, they roll that sweet bean footage. We're getting Hell the credits yeah. going. Bye. Bye. Go outside and have a cigarette. Yeah, it makes it all fun. Like when you go to Rome, you have spaghetti. Hey, it's me. We were just talking. Relax. And uh, and he don't want nothing to do with me. And I was just walking around in the snow like Edgar Allan Poe right now. I was hanging out with my mom. Okay. Yeah, what a good dude. You got another one? Definitely.